0: Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. Uh, my name's Chris Sutton, and I'm excited, because today I'm joined in the studio by Jerry Adams. Good morning, Jerry. Andrews. Oh my God, Jerry Adams. I did this yesterday. <laughs> I was talking to someone yesterday about, about this. We could start again, but this is quite funny. I was like, I the, at the old at the lead, leader of Sinn Féin become a, a massage therapist? It it could happen.
1: It could. Carry on. Jerry Andrews.
0: Jerry is um, a body-mind coach at Shan Holistic Massage Therapy. Yep. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Chris. Let's just keep going. So previously, we've talked about stuff. um, We've talked about the mind-body connection. Um, I really love talking to you, actually. You you open my mind to lots of different things. So I was desperate to get you back in. And then I said, "Uh, what, what do you want to talk about? And I've been guided by you. And in fact, I think this is a subject the first one we 're going to talk about that um, was talked about when we first met mm. so we're going to talk about the value of workplace massage and other well being yeah. activities um but crucially, the importance of evaluating um, evaluating value and looking at like business case for so why businesses should actually look into these things yeah. so do you want to kick off by telling yeah. me a bit about it Okay, I mean that
1: was one of the uh, first things um that I think well, when you came along as a speaker to one of the events I was uh, running when I was at of uh, Yorkshire we were talking about mental health in the workplace if you remember yes yeah. and uh, this was one of the things that was sort of driving the, the agenda then that yes you know, it's important that we can talk to people in the workplace about mental health and looking after staff and so on mm. and the different ways that um, companies can use uh, including massage but other therapies and on to help support their staff, yeah. But what, how do you know that any of these interventions are actually making a difference on the one hand, yes? And then how do you know, as an employer, as a business owner, that it's worthwhile actually spending money investing? On the and
0: I mean, it was in, I
1: remember it being really interesting because I,
0: the, the first couple of speakers that, that were at that event kept talking about um, ROI. And they kept talking about ROI. And I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know what ROI is. Like, and I was thinking, Republic of Ireland? Like, you know, you is, did say that. What is this? I think I said that. Yeah, I think I said that at the beginning of my talk. In fact, um, I don't really talk about where, where I actually work as a day job, but I remember disassociating myself with the place I work. I took, the, like, I took mm-hmm. the, my badge off and everything yeah. because I thought, actually, what I'm about to say is quite, quite controversial. Because at the time... Um, and to some extent still, uh, ROI for people that don't know is um, return on investment. Yeah. And I was a little bit horrified by it. I was a bit like, "Oh, this is really callous." People are just like, "Right, I'm only going to do this because I'm going to get more out of it," kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my views kind of changed a bit now. In in okay. that I think well because I think reg- whatever the motivation is, if the mo- you know if you're if you are helping people, then the motivation. Uh, you know it would be nice to for everyone to have this altruistic view of we just want to help each other and all uh you know and all be friends and yeah. um, together but um you know of course there is a, there is a, a business need there is Absolutely. and if you work say in the public sector the you know that that need for people to be able to be at work and to contribute benefits society and benefits you yeah. know other people so yeah. So I kind of I have kind of thawed a bit on that, but but okay. I remember at the time being like
1: <laughs> I don't like this, I don't like this. I do remember. That. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but um, yeah. It was interesting because I mean it's um, you know one of the speakers there, Chloe Owens, was from um, Garbutt and Elliott. She was brilliant, actually. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. yeah. And but the reason I was really interested in getting her to speak was how, as a group of accountants, with accountancy firm. They've literally, you know, looked at the numbers, mm. and that was the interesting bit that she was sort of saying. It's all well and good, you know, getting that buy-in from the top and so on, yeah. in principle or in, in good faith. But it, she was saying it was only when they were starting to actually present the business case that actually, this was what you would get back, or this is what you would save the company. That all these accountant bots start to t- sit up and take notice, okay, because it was actually talking their language,
0: yeah of course,
1: so that's when you start to make the connection as to why is it important for me yes, yeah, and that's the bit that I find is sort of the the bridge because a lot of the things that I know you, you know we've talked before about the Leeds mindful employers network, for example, hmm, and there is an awful lot of good work being done out there about mental health in the workplace, yes, but it still feels sometimes as if it's. Sort of saying to people, well, this is a good thing to do. It's the right thing yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. But there comes a point at which you've got to also, I think, make that case that actually it's a worthwhile thing to do yeah. and it's a, it's a business yes. proposition to do it properly.
0: It, strength, it certainly strengthens it, it massively yeah. strengthens it. So, you know, the organisation I work for, um, I, you know, mental, mental health needs or associated illness. Um, are the number one cause of sick mm. days mm. you know I think uh, and there could, there's a lot of reason there could be a lot of reasons behind that it could be that people are more aware of it now it could be more it's more accepted you know uh, the, the stigma is reducing slightly and slowly yeah. so people yeah. are more likely to say that's why they're yeah. off rather than saying you exactly. know f- so when I was first off work um, with like se- severe anxiety. Uh, I happened to have had something wrong with um, my kidneys and I'd been in hospital and it was actually fine, but it kind of tipped me over the edge in terms of my mental um, health. Mm. So that's what I put on the sick note, was I was kidney, I had something wrong with my kidneys, but actually I was given the all clear. But, you know, um, and actually I I, I think I'm right in saying this, I certainly won't say their name in case I've got it wrong, But I think the GP asked me, what do you want me to write down? Do you mm. want me to put this? They're well aware
1: of this, really.
0: But is that, is that right? I don't know. Is that right? Like, <laughs>
1: well, I think, as I think you say, this <laughs> is probably changing. And I think um, you know, we, we're talking about mental health. And I know, you know lots, of other, lots more people actually are prepared yeah. to come out and talk about it these days. And it's, yeah. it's acceptable that it is an issue. And I see with my you know, work that I do, so many people who are coming with physical manifestations of mental yes, issues, yeah, really. Yeah. But, as you say, a lot of the time you get, that's what they go to get treated for. Yeah, that's right. Whether it's for right. doctors or, it... or me, for example.
0: So so let's get into the nub of this then. Mm. So when you talk about, um, I know you we mentioned specifically massage, but mm. other well-being activities. So what kind of activities were you thinking about that, that businesses can engage in?
1: Well, mindfulness now is a big buzzword, isn't it, I think, Mm. out there. But it certainly does have its value. And I think a lot of companies, a lot of businesses, schools even, Mm -hmm. are starting to realise that these sorts of things where you actually do take a bit of time out and actually start to reflect. You, you actually start to, you know, work. It, I I, I so. literally could not have
0: asked you to set me up better there, because <laughs> um, I work for a large organisation and um, and I lead on um, on mental health for, for like a staff network, mm. um, and we have like I know you've come and presented at these sessions, yep. but so we are we have like a peer to peer support group. Now part of that at the end of it we have a 10-minute guided meditation or a mind for 10-minute breathing exercise, we call it. Um, And that's been so popular. And, you know, the feedback we've got, it was literally something I thought, well, chuck that in there, see if people like it, because I really like it. Um, But we didn't know if it would work or people would say, I don't want to do that. You know, or people would leave Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. that started. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen. People really like it. Um, And simultaneously, and actually somebody else, it wasn't me that started this, Started in the office I work in, something called Breathing Space, um, right. and we would have probably four or five of us every Wednesday lunchtime just would sit and would press play on a guided meditation. Well, since I started kind of leading on this for for, um, for the organisation um, around mental health in general, three or four people have approached me and said, "I oh, wouldn't it be great if we could do something like this mindfulness, you know, across mm, the business?" Mm, mm. So. I asked if someone would like to, or who would like to be involved and someone put their hand up and said they'd like to do it. So I'm working with someone and they've done, they've done all the work. I've just kind of overseen it, if you like. And we are actually looking to have um, guided breathing exercises okay. in every building across the organisation. Um And not even every building, like every floor. Also, yeah. the building I work in has got like 10 floors. We're looking to do one session Excellent. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday... So that people can go to a guided meditation or like i say breathing space mm. every day if they want to, so why do you think people would
1: <coughs> now
0: want to do that what's the, well what's interesting what's coming out? Um, I, th- I think th- i think this is this is the I think it is out there the word mindfulness, and I think people are intrigued by it. I think that there are some real obstacles there with it in that some of the people are, well i 'd even probably go as far as say most people. When they first try it, think, "Oh, I can't do it.
1: Mm. It's
0: for other people. It's not for me." And you kind of have to keep, because you have to keep doing it. You you can't do mm. anything straight away. You can't drive a car. Assume the day you know when you first sit in that driver's seat, you have to kind of learn and engage and spend the hours, put the hours in, kind of thing before you necessarily get the benefits. But but so I think people are intrigued by it. But one of the things that's really interesting. We ran one of these breathing space sessions a couple of days ago, yeah. and it was a new day. You know, It was a day that people hadn't, we hadn't promoted it before. So I walked up to a particular individual in the office I work in and just said, oh, just so you know, we're going to go and do that now. And they went, why are you telling me? And I went, <laughs> well, I just thought you might like to go. Yeah, but why are you telling me? Are you saying I've got problems? Ooh. And we're really defensive That's about it. And I was like, no, 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 not at all, not at all. But <laughs> That's very interesting. It's one of those things I feel like I try to avoid or I'm desperate to avoid when you're on one side of the fence and you're trying to tell everyone, you want to come over here. Come over here, it's great over here. Mm-hmm. You know, really what you want is people to want to make their own way, you know? Yep. And
1: Yeah. You shouldn't be having to make a hard sell, should you? No. Ideally.
0: And there's a lot and so many oh, I'm just too busy, I haven't got time and and it's that whole mm. You know, if you make time, it can benefit you. But it's
1: that thing, what's in it for me, in a sense? And this is where I th- it's also quite an interesting whole issue around you know, marketing and selling. I, mean, I know sometimes, especially in our know, sort of helping professions, yeah. it's, a, it's a dirty word often. It can feel like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah, just in a sense, how do you try to convince somebody that doing something is going to be of benefit to them? And not just in a you know, small sense or an immediate sense, but in a deeper way as well, isn't it? And that's the hard bit. But they've got to want to do that, I guess. I, but go on, But I suppose I'm just going to say the the other side of that is where this whole point about, well, you know, why is an organisation or a company doing this anyway? Hmm. And this whole thing around, well, it's good for you, it's going to be valuable to you, mm-hmm being able to i suppose express and explain that benefit, but then also it's got to be of benefit to us as well yeah of course um, it's those sorts of interconnections with the whole thing around how do you evaluate it that's well quite i think interesting
0: yeah so in terms of the in terms of the evaluation my my feeling is um you know there's there's a there's an expression I heard a few years ago um and I think it was coined from someone else, but the um, culture eats process for breakfast. Yeah. And for me, all of these kind of any well-being activity or anything that's kind of helping individuals, it's it's kind of it's almost that as much as anything. So, so you're not necessarily so. Say we we have like a staff survey every every year, um, and it's and you know it, it co- covers a raft of things, but. It may be that that's where you can evaluate how well people feel looked after. Mm. Um, mm. It's not necessarily uh, evaluating their productivity.
1: Right, okay. Cause you, but I suppose why not? they're uh, in work. Yeah, I suppose that's the, that's, that's, that is the interesting dilemma sometimes, and I suppose, depending on the nature of the organisation as well, that whole question of productivity is is a crucial one because I think it in some aspects of the private sector for example you know there's a there's an a plus b equals c sort of yeah. equation isn't there yeah whereas for sort of service industry public sector sometimes it's harder to make that equation yeah. seem plausible
0: i think i think it's in terms of things like um you know if you work in sales and you um or if you're making coat hangers, or whatever you know, if there's something that you can actually say, well, you know, Jerry Adams used to make <laughs> <laughs> your alter ego used used to make fifty coat hangers an hour, but we've started doing mindfulness and started going for a walk at lunchtime. Now he's making sixty an hour. You know, there's like a figure. There's yeah. like a yeah. you can see what yeah. the output is, so that you can therefore see if the see how it's increased. Um, in some, you know, in some, or in a lot of professions, that may not actually be possible. Um, so, so I suppose the evaluation of it is, uh, must be, must become individualised to the organisation, really.
1: I suppose so. But I suppose part of the whole health and wellbeing aspect of this, which I find is really important, then, is that, I suppose if you can say, well, by looking after people in different ways, whether that's, you know, Providing mindfulness sessions or time out or all the different things that we do, it's not so much maybe then productivity mm. in the 50 co timers sort of mm. measure, but it might be well, okay, well, how, how many times are people less likely now to have to go to the doctors, for example? Mm-hmm. Or you know, how many, fewer day, few days off sick, and yes. all of those sorts of things. And those are, I think, some of the issues that are increasingly becoming a, a big question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... The, that thing about sickness, absence, s- and yes. even presenteeism and all those sorts of things. So yeah. If, if any of this is helping to... Well, impact what's presenteeism? On that, that's where I suppose you, you turn up, but you're hardly there. You're because, not really yes, there. Yes, you're not really there. So you're it's presenting, you, but you're not, <laughs> not being a really, effective.
0: It's a relatively new phrase mm. to me. that. I have heard it in the last year or so. And I do think that's quite, that is fascinating because, so I have one friend in particular who's struggling with his um, mental health at the moment and he will say, he says that to me Uh, I've never mentioned the word presenteeism to him but Mm. he'll say you know sometimes I'll sit, I'll get to work, I'll sit at my computer and then I'll realise I've been there half an hour and I haven't, you know I've I've switched it on but that's it, I'm not even there, I'm just, I'm away in my mind somewhere struggling with X, Y, Z and um and that's that is it isn 't it in yeah, a nutshell exactly. so if you are uh, and then obviously the sickness absence figures you know the, this is the, they're the eye watering figures of an organization when you see so and so is off with stress they 've been off because because one of the things of course is when you 're off with um so when I was off with anxiety and when I was off with depression, it was you know months it was no. i was off for months you know like not. No wasn't just yeah. like, uh, I remember going to the doctor and him saying, I really feel, or a therapist, or a CBT therapist, and he said, I really feel you would benefit from some time off. Mm. And I was like, well, I, could, you know, I suppose if I took a week off, yeah. And he went, no, 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 that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean some real time off. Mm. And yeah, if you think about that, the mm. knock-on effect to, mm. to the, the costs and everything else. Um, so yeah, I uh, and then I think, from a business case perspective, it's um, it's like prevention rather than cure.
1: Because mm.
0: one of the things that I uh, am having a constant battle with is I'll be, uh, you know, myself and people who I work with around mental health in the organization, I'll be talking about, okay, so if someone hits a trigger, you know, and, you, and they go off sick, then we need to know what support to give them. We need to know what right. support to give their manager, to give yep. their team, to... Yep that becomes available to them but the horse has already bolted there yeah, exactly. you know so, it's too late, <laughs> so you you know so there is a load of stuff you can still you can do yeah, yeah. but yeah. actually yeah. it's it's all the other people as well that aren't yet in that position yeah. you know so we need to be and that's where i see the 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 well-being activities as being Absolutely. really key yeah. um and also in a, from a business case perspective, you know, staff turnover can can often be the biggest cost to any business, particularly Absolutely. a small business.
1: Absolutely,
0: yeah. Um, but people don't leave a job if they're happy in it. And yeah. when, you know, I've seen surveys and things where people, where, you know, how much you get paid isn't necessarily the number one thing people <laughs> are all. interested in. Not at all, in. not at all. It's like, well, I like going to work. The people are nice and they look after me and they, you know, so... Yeah. So, so just so that people who are listening to this who may own a small business or mm. even a, be part of a big business, what, what, kind, what other kind mm. of activities are there? So mindfulness, we talked about breathing space and how people... Yeah, can well, do that. various
1: things that uh, a lot of places typically do, could be sort of yoga sessions and so on, but this whole thing around health and well-being, I mean, I've worked part-time, partly for an organisation called Health or Wellbeing, being oh, yes. another um, sort of company going and offer massages, but other things. Mm. And it's trying to sort of take a more rounded view. So apart from just running well-being days, which often is where businesses and so on look at all of this together, mm. I think there's a the next step that I'm interested in working on, which is looking at the culture of the place. Mm-hmm. So again, it's as much as I think you know, having these sort of well-being days is a good thing, and there are lots of, sort of practical things, sort of health checks and all these sorts of things, you know, nutrition... Yeah aspects which are I suppose a much more rounded approach to the person but it's also I think that the next step needs to be the deeper level within the organisation because what you said before about culture Mm. is crucial and this is what I've seen a lot and experienced myself is that whenever we fall as it were um, whether it's anxiety or whatever it might be the Mm. onus is on us to do something about things and I know we have all these employee um, sort of programs and all these other things to support and you can get your six sessions of oh, yeah, yeah, counselling yeah. and whatever had, you want at the end of a yeah. phone, <laughs> all those sorts of things. Um, but if in fact the the problem in the first place that made you go off sick was the workplace or the person yes. or the manager or yeah. the structure or whatever, if that doesn't change or doesn't acknowledge that there's some, they have some responsibility... Yeah. You're going away. You're getting well, hopefully. You're coming back, and you're back in same the same environment. Problem. Yeah. So there needs to be more of a dialogue, and and it's not just about that whole sort of performance appraisal and all that sort of top-down sort of process. No. I think that the culture of a place needs to understand it's got a role to play well, in this as well.
0: Interestingly, with the culture, so we we have quite a lot of discussions in. Um, I mean, we have this as like. Um, We had this as a keynote, if you like, of a conference that we put on a couple of years ago Mm. um, around um, mental health, which was, um, we specifically targeted uh, uh, managers to attend this conference because I sat there and thought, how can we reach, you know, however many, 15,000 people, however Mm. many people there are in this organization, how can we reach all these people? You know, uh, they can't all come to the conference, but... What we ended up doing was thinking, well, if we, can, if we can see managers there and we know that they're managers of teams where um, people have been off due to mental health, then if we can ensure that those managers are equipped with the right tools to offer the right support or, you know, uh, more appropriate support, then, then that might be a really good thing to do. So it was very successful, you know, anecdotally it was very successful. But one of, the, one of the key sessions was how to have a good conversation. Mm. So, you know, how to have a quality conversation with a member of your team. Mm. And uh, it was amazing how, you know, we're, we're quite, a, the organization's big on appraisals and is big on, um, but then the quality of the appraisals is obviously, it varies massively. Yep. And one of the things we said was, um, you know, start every appraisal with just two questions, which is, how are you? You know, and let the person speak. And the second one, what do you want to get out of this session? You know, not appraisal. That's a one-to-one. But like, you're talking about the person. You're not talking about the work. Yeah. So the focus is different, and quite. And I've I've adopted this, and it works really, really well for me. In that my relationship with people who are in my team becomes a lot stronger. Absolutely. Um, you get to know a bit about each other, and you kind of you're trying to fix the source rather than the
1: external things absolutely. does that make sense yeah absolutely oh it it really feeds really nicely into some of the other things that um i'm sort of working on and i find really sort of fascinating now in the sense of you know what you're talking about there is the the manager as a coach almost yeah absolutely and the coaching sort of conversations is really what you're talking about there yeah yeah and um all of these sort of aspects are things i think that are Crucial, but not always put into practice. And I was interested in what you were saying at the, uh, the event that he came and talked at, I think before, I don't remember, but I think one of the things you were talking about very much was this issue that um, you know, it is about the nature of the conversation that you have with mm. your, your members of staff. And it's not, it's, it's absolutely as you're saying, it's not about the, um, the end product. Or the things that you're expected to be working on, but Mm. it's about engaging the individual, having those quality conversations, and that's what I think makes such a lot of difference. And people (coughs) miss that point so easily.
0: And that's where the support comes in. I mean, we're big on like support and challenge, you know. So uh, there's there's two sides to it, but the but the support aspect is so key. And it might be it might be, you know, um, historically something that's not thought of as being, well, you don't deal with that at work, you know, I even remember working for an organisation that said, you know, choose your attitude was the big slogan, and they would say, you know, whatever issues you've got going on outside of work, leave them at the door, Mm. you know, hang them up on a peg, leave them at the door and come in and and put that positive attitude on, so you're basically faking it, Um, (laughs) you know, I I get it to some degree, but actually... How about trying to support that person into an yeah. authentic, an authentic place where they feel Absolutely. supported and they're able to come in and say, oh, I'm really going to need, Absolutely. I really need a, a bit of um, support today. I need to, I need to chat to someone, get it off my chest and then actually they might feel a bit better yeah. and, um, or whatever the, whatever that aspect of support yeah. is. I mean, some of the other things, uh, I'm mm. conscious we've only got a few minutes left. Yeah activities that people can put on We've, um, I know where I work we've got like walks at lunch time mm, you know mm, and there's mm, signs everywhere at the minute mm, that say 10 minutes exercise does mm-hmm. count as you've done some exercise
1: you know so yeah, yeah. Um, well things like that I'd say all the different things that you can do and I think this absolutely is right being active you just mm. get locked in, you're just sitting at, the, sitting at your desk and mm-hmm. yeah, you might have all the bowl of fruit next to you or whatever it might be, but you're still yeah, sitting there. just going off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> so just getting up and actually one of the things when I was at Path we were starting to do, that sort of sadly sort of petered out, but just going for a walk at lunchtime between the three or four of us who might get our trainers on and yeah. just have a walk around the block. And it was brilliant. Yeah. And
0: it does make a difference. It does yeah. make a difference from just sitting there stationary. Having walking meetings, that's
1: another one. Right, that would be a good thing. Yeah, Yeah,
0: but why not? You know, like why not?
1: Yeah, that's when you actually start to engage because then, what's interesting about that is you're not necessarily focused on the the direct face to face stuff. Yeah. But you're both literally, you know, you're walking along the same path in one sense. Oh, I like that. Having to actually, you're focusing differently. Your attention is slightly different, but. It does make a subtle change. I th- that's I th- interesting.
0: I, I think, yeah, I do think that's interesting. I think, you know, the other things I've put about act being active here as well. I think, like volunteering. You know, mm-hmm. people say about volunteering and how helping others is really beneficial to your own mental health. It's mm-hmm. absolutely one hundred percent true. Yeah. So, and a lot of organisations do have opportunities where you can do some volunteering mm-hmm. during work time. I yeah. think, you know, even if it's like for like one day a year or something.
1: Yeah, corporate social responsibility stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: But that, that might be, if it's like 10 hours a year you're allowed, that might be 10 one-hour slots. You go and do something working um, work somewhere on, uh, you know, during lunchtime mm-hmm. in a, you know, a homeless shelter or whatever whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, or you might go and do a day's gardening at um, mm-hmm. you know, an old people's home or something. Um, these are things that I know people who have actually yeah. done. Um, and then crafts another thing someone I know you're big crafts create. <laughs> I mean, I know. well not me personally but like before. But like I know loads of people love knitting and yeah, yeah. and actually so we set up a well, it wasn't me again I kind of facilitated it but we set up a, a knitting group um and I know even if it's just like these two people that that two of the people that actually started going to that now see each other out of work you know they've Found friendship mm. and they've formed a mm. bond that mm. um, that is you know is way beyond just coming to work kind of thing. But but they're like you know you go into this certain breakout area at, on, a, on a Tuesday lunchtime and there's you know fifteen people there knitting. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's absolutely great yeah. because they're they, and there's uh, there's one you know someone showing someone how to do it. So they clearly yeah. haven't done it before and you know, you learn a new skill and you learn something again that comes down to perhaps mindfulness Mm. or, you Mm. know, because you're focusing on that. Mm. So all these different things, there's a whole myriad of different things that um, organisations can do. But the the salient point is like, if you create that culture, even if your motivation is, I don't want to go off sick because I can't afford it, it kind of doesn't matter. If you're doing it and the people are benefiting from it, That's the main thing, Mm. you know, that for me is Mm. how can you help people. When I got up on my soapbox at that event that I spoke at, that was what I was saying, was I don't care about return on investment. (laughs) I care about people helping people and people feeling better and being, you know, improving along their own, on their own journey, if you like.
1: But it is an interesting thing, I think, and at some point, you've got to be able to justify it. Yes.
0: And I'm there now. I am there now. Yeah. Um, So, and I do... So it is something that businesses can work on. I think um, uh, and I I remember what did you say Garber and Elliot? They were called Garber them. and Elliot. Yes. I remember them, they had some beautifully colored graphs and things and mm. infographics around the the work they'd done and I was really impressed by that in the fact that maybe it was because they're an accountancy firm that that was a certain way of looking at it. But actually I I responded to that, you know, mm. maybe it was a visual thing or mm. Or pretty colors, (laughs) but like, or whatever it was, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." So if that is sent out to all the other managers and all the and they can then see it and they, you know, it changes behavior, it changes culture.
1: Um, And it was true there what they were doing there was it was very much focused around their core values, and that was how that infographic was working. So they got the core right, and everything else hung off that. Yeah, and it was more than just simply you know the. Icing on the cake, which is often how a lot of this stuff is presented. Yeah. So I know I've seen and worked in a number of organisations where, you know, I was just had to place yesterday where um, some of the health and well-being things or you know, access to healthcare, for example, hmm. was only added in and a massage for example might be a, an added benefit it was a perk of the job or a perk of right, your okay. status in the job yeah so when you high level echelons F- get that right okay so all of these things are sort of added on yeah if you're not careful yeah and if it's only seen as that then right. all of that's going to go yeah as soon as you have to sort of rather
0: than the get, core yeah it's, it's fascinating stuff i'm really glad we've, yeah. we've come to the end um, <laughs> okay. but as always it flies by um, How can people get hold of you if they want to get hold of you?
1: Right, Um, they can phone me, mm-hmm. uh, which is oh seven seven nine four three six six two two seven, or I've got a website as well, which is www.massagetherapyleads.com. dot dot com. Okay. Or email as well, which is another thing, which yeah. is in, info okay. at uh, massagetherapyleads dot co dot no dot com. Okay. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Well, look, thank you, as always, for coming in, Gerry. Um, thank you out there for listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mental Comms, M-E-N-T-A-L-C-O-N-V-S. And uh, another episode of Mental Conversations will be winging its way to you soon. Thanks, Jerry.
1: Thanks, Chris.